Panic boom! Well, the content I came for. Here we go. Fuck yeah. Here we go. Oh, sorry. Awesome. Can I no, of course. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <clears throat> As I was no, saying, no, yeah. No. Fuck yeah. The pride of H Town. Uh, Reno, what's up, man? <laughs> Nothing, bro. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Just uh, big chilling. Uh, obviously, Nets got announced, so I should be practicing Street Fighter, but I've been playing Bloodborne all day, so that's how my training regiment's been going. Yeah. Um, how are you, bro? Yeah, good, man. Um, yeah, Nationals being announced, that's probably one of the better, more positive uh, stuff that's coming out recently, but we'll, we'll definitely touch into that. But for now, uh, tell us a bit about your story, you know, who you are and, you know. Okay. Um, sweet. I'm Reno. Hi. It's me. Uh, <laughs> Hailing from Hamilton, I'm a Street Fighter player, and I dabble in other fighting games as well. Um, should I just go through basically how I got into the scene and got into game fighting games and stuff? Yeah, sure. Or like, yeah, all right, sweet. Um, so I'm a big YouTube head, so I love watching YouTube, and there is a couple of YouTubers I watched called uh, Super Best Friends, and I was maybe... How old am I? Okay, I was about maybe 20 or something, and they were just, at the time, and they were talking and playing Street Fighter, and I looked up to these guys, and they were like, man, Street Fighter's sick, and I'm like, well, these guys said that Street Fighter is sick, so Street Fighter's probably sick, and then I just went with that. I bought Street Fighter 4, sucked at it, um, bought Street <laughs> Fighter 5, sucked at that too, um, and then I eventually made contact with some people from the Helmsen fighting game scene, um, mainly Kurt, uh, and he got me to come along to the first couple of handmats I ever went to. Uh, I love the people there. They're real nice. Uh, love being able to play offline. Uh, I still sucked for ages, but <laughs> it was a real, real mean experience. Um, and then I kept going to those, occasionally making my way to the uh, Auckland Rambats uh, up in Megaweb. RIP, rest in peace, Megaweb. Yeah. And where eventually I qualified for... I qualified for Damager Cup um, a couple of years ago for the very first time, and at that tournament I got top eight, and that was the first time I really felt like, oh, maybe I can, maybe I can actually be alright at this game. And since then, I've been kind of going hard ever since. Um, uh, results have been slowly improving, somewhat consistently getting top eights, and with my highest placing being third at nationals last year, and I won Sub Zero Scuffle this early this year. Um, down in Dunedin for Street Fighter Five, and now I'm trying to be a streamer as well. So that's pretty much my that's pretty much my thing. Yeah, well, streamer, um, you make a bit of yeah, you make a bit of content as well, not just for Street Fighter, but for various other games. Um, and yeah. you were kind of mentioning how you, you know, were coming up for Street Fighter, and I want to go back to your very first media presence you did, which was for Renews when you had the long hair, when you actually looked yeah. like your character Nakali. Yeah. Yeah. What there I, we are. Oh yeah, god. I know. Seems like quite a long time ago. Huh? <laughs> it's a lifetime ago, man. Look at it. That's a lot of that's a lot of hair. Um here's the thing about that hair though. Uh it kind of looked okay from a distance. Uh don't get too close. Because if you get too close, you realize it's gross, knotted, unkempt, uh unbrushed. Oh you can see there it's kind of just a, a big old mess, so um yeah, and I just got sick of dealing with it, so it was gone, bro. It yeah. was gone pretty good. I mean, quickly you, afterwards. you were that signature guy, you know, you had the long hair, and you played the yeah. character to match it, Nakali. You formed quite a reputation for playing Nakali. It was very, I don't know, how would you explain that that uh, reputation? Uh, that reputation, I was very much 
I don't think a lot of the good uh, better players would have would have deemed me as a good player. That I think I would be more aptly described when I was playing Nikali as a um, a dangerous player in a first to two format. Because uh, when I played Nikali, I tend to have what's that zero? What's that p word? Patience. Uh, so I just went in at every possible moment, uh, and I just always try and choke the other player out instead of actually trying to outplay them so if you're not on if you weren't on your game when you're playing me that day uh, there's a good chance i was gonna steal a couple of wins of you so i think that's that was generally the perception of me back then yeah and you know i did say in the beginning you, you kind of the pride of hamilton because you, you you're a staple street fighter player there in that presence you know you do always you do really well um yeah how much has the hamilton scene helped in terms of your you're leveling up uh it's been everything pretty much like obviously i especially at the beginning stages um they did a lot to fuel the fire under me i guess uh, hamilton's definitely known for being a bit for uh, a lot more not so much these days but a, a, a bit of a bit of drama a bit of trash talk <laughs> and so when that was applied to me by some of the other boys i remember um Rich, uh, Aishi, I told the story a million times, but Aishi Māori boy, he's like a really good player and he's a really good friend. Uh, but at the time, he was playing Balrog, which was the best character in the game, and he got it perfect on me, and it was the last game, last round, and he teabagged me and crushed me. And I remember, <laughs> this motherfucker. <laughs> and that, that kind of pushed me to keep improving and keep uh, trying to do well, I guess. Uh, so yeah, it, it, as annoying as it was to suffered those kind of defeats it definitely did push me and um i've got hamilton to thank for that yeah i know what i know one person that you do thank a lot um just for being there for support and training is arashi as well fellow street fighter player cami um recently a teacher as well um yeah, and I, yeah know, man. He, I know he's been your boy throughout the years man he's, he's a good dude 100 percent uh day one he, he he picked me up for to go to handbats together and we've been we've been tight ever since uh he's yeah, and I, I'm constantly amazed and so proud of his improvements in both Tekken and Street Fighter. You know, it's so hard to juggle multiple games at a high level, and he's done well, especially when, compared to where he started out. Because when he started out in both Tekken and Street Fighter, and he won't mind me saying this, probably, sorry, Dean, he was <laughs> ass, he was trash, and everyone would just body him for free. And now he's uh, probably second or third uh, best in Hamilton and really? always being yeah 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 for sure for Jeez. sure he his, his uh his matchup knowledge in street fighter isn't very good but his his fundamentals are very strong yeah and of course he's a much stronger Tekken player now these days so if he keeps up the hard work i, I see him in top eights very soon i see that i see that quite often where the street fighter dudes will go into Tekken like Ghost Chips did mm. it with Geese, Arashi's been doing it with Akuma, and I guess in a way it's been applying to you as well because you've done a few like Tekken videos, like how to how to survive in the green rank section. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, I was kind of lucky that I I've only ever played Tekken offline, of course, and so I thought it would be a good stream idea just to see if I can get through green ranks just using the same dumb techniques I try and use in offlines. And it worked uh, last Wednesday. I got I got to warrior rank, uh, and it was uh, kind of shocking how bad uh, online is for Tekken. As much as I love the game and playing it, and yeah, I think it's a I think it's a very popular game to kind of 
transfer over to if you start with Street Fighter, because the combos just flow, I think, a bit more naturally in that game, and it's just, yeah, I think it's just a, a much more... I'm trying to find the right word, but yeah, yeah, yeah it's uh, I, I really, I really enjoy that game. I'm not but, stressing about it, just playing it. But can you really compare like Street Fighter's netcode to Tekken's? Um, I can, and that they're both dog shit, <laughs> but they're, but they're just dog shit in different ways. I think. Yeah. Um, Street Fighter definitely doesn't ha- does have a better lobby system, uh, but that's that that's it, man. That we're both. Both games, netcode situations are terrible, especially for 2020. It's like we, we, as fighting game players and fans, deserve a lot better than what we're getting. Yeah. So, like for now, obviously Street Fighter, um, you've jammed Tekken. Are there any, like right now, because you've made content for those two, but are there any other, yeah. are there any other content to be made that you're thinking of doing? I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm planning to do a lot more um skip based uh content as well because i feel like there's a lot of and I'm, I'm just trying to be as dumb as possible in my videos and and, and apply my humor as much as possible because there's, there's firstly there's not a lot of fgc content in general and then the fgc content that is out there is usually highly informative but lacks a lot of, I guess, flair or dumbness or personality. Yeah. So you're saying it's very, uh, very basic one. or it's like on the extreme side of like, this is what you need to learn. Yeah, yeah. And it's, um, and I, I want people to stick around. So I'm trying to just inject a bit of my personality into it. So yeah. I think that's, yeah. that's what people need to start doing to kind of try and make a difference and yeah. get people involved. So when you're streaming or when you're playing a game, Regardless of whether it's a tournament or if it's casual, do you feel like you always try to inject some personality? Uh, it's much easier to inject the personality on stream because yeah. on stream, if I win or lose, it doesn't. You know, it's 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 good either way because if I win, it's like yeah, fuck yeah, I won. Uh, but if I lose, you know, I can get salty and it can the stream can be entertaining like that. Uh, but for tournaments, it's. Depending on the game, so if it's Street Fighter, I'm in completely, like, I'm 100% sweaty, I'm not talking, I'm just... Between games, I'll have a laugh and a goof to try and, like, calm myself down a bit. Yeah. Uh, but for other, for other fighting games where I'm not as invested, so, like, uh, Mortal Kombat, Dragon Ball Fighters, Tekken, um, I'm definitely feeling a lot more relaxed and happy to go a bit dumber on some stuff. Yeah. And I mean, there's, yeah, there's, yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's an art to um, there's an art to to streaming as well. And you know, I can tell you're the kind that really loves playing to the camera. You love to feed into those moments. But have you ever had a time where you've kind of you've dropped that act and gone like, oh shit, like um, I'm looking like a fool on stream or whatever? Uh, there's never been a moment where I'm playing up to the camera and I start to feel self conscious about it because I'm like, well, if I think what i'm doing is funny then i'm happy i feel like then that means maybe someone else might think it's funny and uh yeah yeah there's never there's never been a there are times maybe where i indulge it in it too much and it might cost me a round or a game or something like that if i'm thinking too much about what's going on with the camera and that kind of stuff um so the breaks in between games i might make a face at the camera or might do something dumb instead of maybe sitting there and thinking about why i just got bodied yeah. So that's probably the uh, 
only way I'd say I drop things, I guess. No, no, that's fair. So, if you don't count Street Fighter, what's mm-hmm. one game that's really standing out to you at the moment? Just fighting game was? Yeah. One game that's really sticking out to me. Hmm. I mean, apart from Guilty Gear Strive, of course, I'm being on the horizon. I'm looking forward to that heaps. Uh, the only game that, like, maybe Dragon Ball Fighters. Uh, it's been having a really good good run recently, especially with the new characters coming out. Everyone loving Ultra Instinct and that kind of stuff. So that's probably a game that's always on my uh, always. Uh, I'm always keeping my, an eye out for. Uh, if there's Twitter videos going along uh, for that game, then I'll stick around and watch it instead of scrolling past like I do for a lot of other games. Yeah. So yeah, probably Dragon Ball Fighters. That's great. Do you have a favorite Dragon Ball Fighters player uh, in NZ? Favorite Dragon Ball Fighters Oh, man. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to be an arsehole. I'm going to say me. Because I play Krillin. <laughs> and and, 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 and I, I deserve someone to like my play. And it might as well be me. Because there's not enough Krillin representation. So yeah. I don't care. I'll be cheap with my little Krillin. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say me. Fuck it. Hey, man. That's all right. You, you definitely know yeah. how to sell yourself. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> um, so as, as a lot of people in the world would know, we are in a way COVID-free despite having a few cases, but it's still contained. But now there's talk of this trans-Tasman bubble. Much love to our Australian yeah. comrades who, you know, like, I mean, I can't imagine what a year of no offlines would be. No BAM, probably no OHN. Can you imagine what a, a year of no offlines would, would do to someone? I feel like it could be very, I don't know, destructive towards people's drive, I guess. I feel like improvements would be minimal uh, because if there's, no, if there's no offlines or tournaments to really train for, there's no nothing prodding you to get better, I guess. So I think it'd be really bad for the productivity of the FGC. Yeah. Um, in places that can't do offlines, and I think we're very lucky in New Zealand that we have that opportunity. Yeah. What What do you think, man? Do you feel like it could be possible before um, nationals? Like, honestly, your opinion. Oh, is it possible? Maybe. I'm not a scientist. I don't know how the how Australia is currently doing. Like, I'm not keeping up to date. Yeah, I, I'm just going to take the, um, the Optimus Dave route and just try and will it into existence by saying, yes, the borders will be open and we'll be in a safe space for Australians to come over and play some fighting games with us. Because I'd love to see the boys come over. I went to BAM uh, last year and it was an amazing experience and yeah. I met a lot of people and had made a lot of friends. So I'd love to be able to host them and see them over here. Yeah, man. They're definitely a passionate group. Very ruthless as well in the competition. Um, 100%. Do, do you know, some, have you heard, like, what have been the opinions from the players in Australia in terms of how we've, like, tackled COVID? Um, I haven't actually talked to them at, at all. <laughs> I'm assuming I'm assuming that they're, like, stoked for us, of course, um, and happy that, we, happy that we can play. They just like to see that kind of uh, result um, in their country as well, yeah. so they can get back to playing as soon as possible. Like, this is the scenario that we're probably going to face. Like, BAM's obviously cancelled, OHN most likely. But then the travel to and from Australia could be possible. And we've just announced yep. Southern Cross-Up. So now you've got this surge, the, these army of Australians that are hungry for competition, offline competition, and they could actually come to New Zealand in, in, in a big group. 
Like, will we be ready for it? Is the question. 100% will not be ready for it. Will I get bodied? 10, 10, oh, 100%. But <laughs> I would love it. I don't, if the boys come over uh, from Australia and they body all of us, I don't care. We got a chance to hang out, got a chance to play some games, eat some food. Like, that'd be amazing. So, if that is at all possible, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that'd be the dream. How does it feel that it's going to be in Hamilton, bro? Mm, you can't see, but I'm rubbing my nipples. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, no, I'm fucking stoked. I'm out of my mind, stoked, and I feel like it's a good thing for maybe not some of the Auckland players who might find some difficulty in travel, but in terms of like a a, a big venue, a big dedicated venue, it's much cheaper because it's not in Auckland. Um, yeah, ah, I'm excited. I'm, yeah. ex- I'm, I'm, I'm so excited to be able to host such a big tournament here. Would you like to make a prediction? A Hamilton player per each game that could potentially win, that you would like to see win it? Like, just come first place, like, yep. you mean? In, in each separate game? Mm-hmm. All right. For me, uh, I would like to win Street Fighter. Uh, that'd be ridiculous. So that's me. <laughs> And of course, I'll, of course, if I don't win, then I'll obviously want my Hamilton boys to be up there getting top eight, winning as well. So Dean, uh, Rich, Cam, uh, all the boys. Jeez, uh, Tekken. We actually have a few like strong Tekken players um, in Hamilton. Uh, as anything, he doesn't get, he doesn't travel up to Auckland very often, but he made top eight uh, at War. He's made top eight in other tournament and other tournaments as well that I just can't remember. He, I think he got ninth place at nationals, so I'd love to see him do well in Tekken. Yeah, and there's a yeah, there's a those are our two main games, and of course Smash as well. We got a couple of strong players uh, representing Smash. Blaz um, is out there um, doing work, and we got uh, yeah heaps of strong Smash players in Hamilton. So I'd love to see them um, do extremely well in nationals. Well, if we Aucklanders or wherever we're from in New Zealand are coming to the major. What's one thing we need to do in Hamilton before we leave? Okay, so here's the thing about Hamilton. Fucking nothing to do. But if you want some food, I'll, I'll hook it up, dude. Chili House on Victoria Street will blow your mind. Get the, and this is going to sound crazy, and this might sound gross, but uh, fucking stay with me here. <laughs> Spicy noodles at, at, at the Chili House with pork intestine and duck blood. It sounds revolting. It's fucking delicious. It'll change your mind. It'll change your life. I got it as a joke once after handbats, and it's the only thing I ordered from there now. So did yeah, just, get that shit. Get the marble tofu. Did you just say tur- turkey blood? T- turkey blood? Ah, uh, duck blood. Duck, duck blood. blood. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? So it comes like in a gel form, these little cubes. So it's it's fine. It, it sounds gross, but you, you put it in your mouth and you'll be all right. Okay. I'll, I'll trust you, yeah. man. So who would so who would be like some of the big players that you'd want to come over for Southern Cross Up? We did get a few like um, Dread Tech, The Beast, a few of you know like Taj Goro, a few of those guys. But who are some of the Street Fighter guys that you want to come to nationals this year? Um, Street Fighter players I want to come over. Uh, well, obviously I want um, Static Charlie. I want Charlie because he he looked after me in Melbourne. I'd love for him to come over and hang out. Demo as well. Uh, Looked after me when I was in Melbourne. I'd love to come uh, for him to come over and we can run it back, play some more games. Uh, and just, I guess, all the the big guns from Australia as well. So Somniac, ROF, uh, Rumors of Ghosts. Yeah. Just, man, it'd be awesome to have them over for an offline. That'd be sick. Mm. 
you know, it would definitely be man. I mean, like, you've got a match here playing with ZG. Um, have you had have you had much experience with with him? Uh, yeah. So I remember, I think it was not last nationals. The nationals before two years ago um, was when he came over for uh, yeah to to play in a tournament. And that was my first time meeting him, and that was my first time getting to play him. And he played Vega at the time, and I played a top tier Nikali, and. I just remember him smoking me and I could not believe someone was this good at Street Fighter because my experience in Street Fighter had been limited to New Zealand, right? Mm. And to have someone who had this kind of international experience and was just washing me so cleanly, it was kind of mind-blowing. So that was my first interaction with him. Um, I didn't get to play him at BAM, but I played him online a few times and he's constantly switching characters to whatever's cheap. Stuff you, ZG. Um, <laughs> Tihua. I'm going to call you out. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's a real cool guy. Um, always does his best to look after um, play, our players, especially New Zealand players, whenever they come over. Um, he's been good friends with Salt Factory and Mia, so he's done really well by us. Yeah, I think I, I think I saw him. Yeah, I think I saw him when he came over. It was 2018, right? It was a Ridges? Yeah. Yeah. As soon as you said he was sick Vega, I was like, yeah, I remember that, man. That grand final mm. was fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. I think he got. I think he got fourth in that tournament. I want to say fourth. Yeah. I can't recall exactly, but he he definitely did extremely well. Uh, he only lost to Ghost Chips uh, in the end, and, and he actually sent Ghost Chips to losers in the pool play. Yeah. Uh, but then got eliminated by him uh, in top eight. Mm. So, so yeah, he's extremely, extremely strong. So like, what's what's the meta now for um, Street Fighter in New Zealand? Like, obviously we know Ghost Chips is up there, but Sazop's up there too. Um, and there mm-hmm. are a few people that are saying that you're on the come up, that you're kind of climbing up there. I am extremely humbled uh, that people would say that. Um, I would like to think that for myself as well. Uh, I'm not sure how 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 true that is. I feel like recently I've hit, hit kind of a plateau. Uh, but there are still a lot of players that freak me out and give me trouble at the top end. So Jambo, of course, um, Cam's Ace, uh, Zazob, Ghost, you know. Yeah. Uh, there are still a lot of players that I look at and be like, man, uh, it would be a good day if I can beat this person. Because I remember Christmas Damage last year. Yeah. Moose was on commentary with Tinkos and he said, his exact words were, you know, he's the reformed nut. He's gone to nut rehab. And he was commenting on your change from Nakali to Karin. Well, Karen. Yeah. It, it, is, is that kind of... Would your, would your current success be due to the fact that you're playing a more... I, I mean, I don't understand the character as well. But sure. the change from Nakali to Karen. Like, how much has that played a change in terms of your play style? Um, it's been everything, pretty much. Uh, with the the characters obviously play differently, but more importantly than that is, is how I'm trying to play the characters. Uh, so with Nikali, and I want to preface this by saying I'm still a nut with, with Karen all the time, but with <laughs> Nikali, I was I was a nut 100% of the time, and there was no breaks on, and I was just always just trying to get in and make you guess without really thinking about any adaptations I could make or any of the adaptations you're trying to make. I'll just try and force a mix on you and just pray it worked out. Um, and that works at a for a while, and then people started to catch on, and then it, it stopped working, and I, and I couldn't pull myself away from how I was playing this dumb character. So I decided after war, uh, where I failed to get top eight for like the second or third time in a row, that I was going to switch over to Karen. 
uh, player character whose strength was just staying on the ground and exploding people's he- uh, button habits. And it's allowed me to take a second to chill out when I'm playing a game and try and think about what my opponents are doing opposed to what I can do next. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I attribute a lot of my recent success to playing Karen. Because um, sure. in the NZFGC, I don't know many Nikali or Karin players. So why are there not many Nikali or Karin players? Um, so Nikali, we still have Marcus Club uh, from Christchurch. He doesn't uh, play actively as much as he used to, but he's still very good. Uh, why I don't think we see a lot of Nikali players is because... For, for a long time, uh, there were other characters who could just do what he did kind of better. So Akuma was just a stronger option if you wanted to play a Shoto-esque character. Uh, so there's no re- real reason to play Nikali. And the game kind of evolved around him. Everyone else got buffs and nerfs and he kind of remained the same. So he kind of, kind of got really stagnant and boring for a lot of people to play. So I think that's why a lot of people didn't stick it out with him. Uh, I sticked it out with him because I'm stubborn and a bit of a prick. <laughs> and I like mixing people up. Uh, and the reason why we don't see a lot of Karen players is actually last season we were starting to see a, a rise of Karen players. So Cam's Ace was uh, dual meaning Minat and Karen. Uh, but due to recent nerfs, and they're not like groundbreaking nerfs, but due to nerfs to Karen, uh, he switched over to Chun Li, who is now the new hotness in terms of footsie based characters. Yeah. So I think overall. Uh, it's just there are some characters who just did their job a little bit better. I remember seeing one of Optimus Dave's stream. He was saying that Kareen's V trigger or her V skill too isn't that particularly useful. Is that still the case? Uh, it's. I think it's. I think it's definitely under underutilized. Uh, I'm. I'm currently experiencing it with it now, just to see if there's anything I can do with it. But V skill one seems like the better route. You get more combos, uh, better pressure, more ways to kind of surprise your opponent in neutral. So I think there's still a way to go at the moment. Yeah. But I'm still looking at it. Yeah. And Nikali's one, uh, the burp, I saw a bit of it yeah. um, on when you were playing on CO's damage, damage house and the fact that it, it can really aid against uh, Dalsim, you know, because he, he can only do medium punch, right? He can't do anything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that V-Skull is, if you've got time to set because it, obviously it's got a bit of a startup. If you've got time to kick back and set it up, it's really good. It's free real estate. You just walk behind it, and there's not much the opponent can really do about it. So, Nikali definitely won out there, yeah, and uh, received some kind of really decent buffs that he definitely didn't need. So, <laughs> I'm not going to complain because there's still, there's still occasions where if I'm panicking, I'll go back to Nikali. So it's nice to have that in the pocket. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I've seen how you pull out Nikali. It's always like it's like the last stop. It's like if I'm making a stand, it's here now. I'm bringing him out. One, if you if I pull out Nikali. You know that I am a desperate and b <laughs> on complete tilt, and c I've like I've just checked out. If I'm playing the Kali, that means that I'm just going to try and do stuff, and my brain's off. And if it works, it works, and if it doesn't, it doesn't. Which is a terrible way to do things, but um, that's just where a lot of you know, as a, as a as a player, you need to have more mental strength to try and pull yourself back in from those kind of real bad uh mental situations yeah <laughs> have you ever had the yeah, urge to have you ever had the urge to just not choose nikali or do you or it's more like a fuck it like i'm going all in or i'm going all in with a with a with a dull mind uh like it, it, it is always a bit of a war when i go back to picking nikali 
because I have to, as soon as I hover over in the Kali, I have to admit to myself that I got outplayed trying to play Karen. So that means, like, my opponent is just better. If I'm if I'm staying away from Karen to go to Nikali, that's me acknowledging at the mo- that, that time that my opponent is currently just doing better than I am. Yeah. And so it, I have to kind of swallow my ego to pick Nikali, um, which is what happened when I was simp on on Seal's stream. Uh, he was he was up a good couple of games, and I have over Nikali. I'm like, okay, I'm just get, I'm getting outplayed. It's time to go down or go home. Yeah. And evidently, I went dumb, and then I went home because uh, I lost. So, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was that, was that experience. Cool. Um, well, yep, you are you are Reno, and you're sponsored by Riot. Now they're a, yep. they're an Australian org. Um, could you could you give us some information on those guys? Yeah. So uh, super 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 cool guys. Um, they approached me at a similar time as. My last sponsor did, and I ended up going with a different team. And when that didn't work out as I intended, I kind of went back with my tail between my legs. I was like, hey, right, you still need a Street Fighter player? And likely they're like, yeah, all right, come on. And my experience with them has been really good ever since. Uh, they've helped me um, attend tournaments. Um, we're looking after things like flights and rego and, ho- and like Airbnbs and that kind of stuff. They're... Really, uh, I feel a shining example of what esports teams should be. Um, doing what they say they're going to do and keeping good communication with their players. And so I, I thank them endlessly for giving me an opportunity. And I hope I'm doing them well by uh, you know, trying to stream as much as possible and doing as well as I can in tournaments. Mm-hmm. The, the first tournament they sponsored me for, I guess, was... Well, at least this year, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, f- the first tournament, big major I was in, I-, I won it for them. So hopefully, hopefully, that's just a continuing theme. Yeah. Why is it? Do you think that a lot of orgs can't keep their promises? And I'm not, talking, like I'm not of... talking about right. I just mean like in general, like because I yeah. think we're too familiar with orgs that uh, overpromise but underdeliver. I feel like a lot of orgs don't mean to do that. Um, it's not their intention to be misleading i think that a lot of them are just really ambitious and uh, sometimes that ambition just kind of bites them uh bites them in the butt uh that's that that that's what i'd like to think happens uh, they, they, obviously there are some um orgs out there who just like i kind of i kind of full of shit and don't deliver at all on anything um and they know what that's what they're doing but I like to think a lot of them, especially when they're new and starting out, they just want to do as good as they possibly can by the community and their players, and they end up shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah. I mean, I have an agency being in the performing arts, and I know that it really pays if you have a good, like, you should just have a good, rela- like, have a good relationship with them and just let them know that the communication lines are always open. You know, like, just not even checking in as to what tournament are you going to next. It's more like a, hey, bro, like, what's up? You doing all right? Like just, just yeah. genuinely checking in, not like asking them like, okay, cool. We need to know when you're going next, how much you need, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, I, think, yeah, yeah. I think obviously like orgs, it's their job, but they get lost in like the financial side of things, which is fair, but it's like, you know, you're still people at the end of the day. Yeah. I, I, I never feel like I, I have to hesitate if I want to, if I need to ask them something or um, talk to them about something. So yeah, it's been really good so yeah. far. And, and cool that you mentioned Sub-Zero Scuffle because, you know, you won that for Street Fighter and I know a lot of us were underestimating it because we would have preferred to go with the more 
reliable tournament, like what we knew what we knew we were expecting. But then yeah, with course. COVID and that, it's like it's the only thing we've had offline. Um, yeah, so yeah, it must yeah. Mean, so, it must mean something a little bit more to know that you you took that out. Yeah, well, <laughs> at, at the moment, I can say that I'm the only person who's who's won a Street Fighter major this year, which <laughs> is obviously there's only been one, and they're like you know some of the some of the top players weren't there for it. Uh, but you know, we take those, we take those, and I like to like to rub that in when appropriate, uh, yeah. which I deem all the time. So. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. That definitely means uh, a lot for me. Yeah, and and you know, big credit to Butterjaw for hosting the first major for Otago, and you were bunking yeah. with him for that weekend with Wowser, and yeah, you guys had. I heard you guys had a good weekend. Yeah, all of us won our respective games. It was a, it was a good, um, it was a good weekend for sure. Yeah, uh, and yeah, Danny, Danny really came through that tournament. Um, but like. Oh, Obviously, it was a joint effort uh, with the FGC down there and Smash community down there. But yeah, they really came through and it was a really good time. Yeah, man. Oh, uh, Danny. It's <laughs> <laughs> something I'm trying to do more as well. It's like I was planning to do, obviously vlog every single offline event this year, but we've only had the one, so this I, is the one I could have done. Yeah. But I'm definitely planning to do more as time goes on. Yeah. No, it's cool because, like, because I mean, yeah, you've got Twitch footage, you've got people like doing like their own match clip recordings, but you know, it's good to do a vlog because it's almost like a behind-the-scenes kind of feel. Yeah, and I, I've gone recently through a bit of a period of my life where I'm like, man, I need to start just um, recording more stuff, taking more stuff, uh, taking more notes. I've started taking a journal down just so I don't feel like. So I can look back in five years and be like, man, what did I do at that time? You know, I've got something to look back and be like, oh, yeah, that's what happened there. And this is what happened here. And so the vlogs are just a, another part of that, as well as me trying to make, you know, entertaining content for people. Uh, it's also a bit of um, just a uh, an, an online memory bank for me. Yeah, oh, that's fair. And um, they, they did have some salty sweet matches, as you saw. Um, yeah. Is there since nationals is coming up is there one match that you would like to have for a salty sweep so my my thing with money matches is that i for for street fighter um i've always been like anyone can come at me at any time for street fighter for a money match and i'm keen because it you 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 play your hardest on a money match there's a lot obviously you have pride and when 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 there's a when you're playing in a tournament but if you're in a money match, you're in that money match and you're playing that person not because that's how the bracket turned out, but it's because you said to yourself and everyone around you that I can beat this man's ass or this, or, or this chick's ass. I can beat them up. So I think for myself... Yeah. Do you do the no call one, out? No or do, they, do you do the call out or do they have to call you out? Uh, so the thing is, as I've gotten better at Street Fighter, it's been harder for me to justify calling people out. So I can't, obviously there's no, I can't go calling out players who I think might be weaker than me because then I just look like an asshole. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me you want to call out someone that's player. equal level or high. You know, yeah, I mean? yeah, like, you, for, you don't want it to be free. For sure. So yeah, like I said, any, any player I'll run, I'll run, I'll run a set with. Um, fuck it. If Ghost is free, I'll fucking play him. I'll beat his ass. I don't care. I'll do it. Fuck it. The question is, are you going to pick Nikali? At the beginning, or are you going to do it with Karen? Karen, hundred percent Karen. Uh, 
I, yeah, obviously I still go back to Nikali every now and again, but I'm trying to stay away as much as possible. Because yeah. for me, it's kind of a character of, of weakness. Um, but you, but, so, but I mentioned, yeah. but I said, you know, you made quite a reputation for yourself playing Nikali and with your skill level having improved a lot since then, like, you don't think you can stick it with Nikali even in the, in the heat, in the big battles? Here's the thing. As much as I've improved as a Street Fighter player, um, playing Karen, as soon as I go back to Nikali, it's like all, all that, all those, all that work is, is, is instantly undone. Um, and I go back to playing the exact same way, and I, and I can't pull myself away from that kind of play when yeah. I play as him. So at the moment, no, I'm not. I don't have the mental toughness to be able to break through that barrier. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. Oh, Sio. Yes, yeah, Sio. Yeah, this was a cool um, little feature that he had. It's like kind of like a fight night. Like you all had your own matches, and you were versing Simp. Yeah, it was a it was a great idea, um, and props to him for getting the, getting it going, man. Like, it's so important, especially now uh, in the lockdown situations that everyone's facing, to be a person who can deliver content, you know. Uh, and especially if you're looking for things like sponsors and that kind of thing, yes, you can be a good player, but if you got no personality, if you if you got no charm, if people don't know who the hell you are, um, sponsors aren't going to look at you. So that's exactly right, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad that Riot's been working out for you, that they've been treating you well, and you definitely deliver in terms of, you know, your performance and also your personality. Um, for you and Simp, was this just a normal, was this just like a normal match, or did you kind of go in treating it like homework? Um, so, the Simp for, for the longest time in Street Fighter, Simp has always been my personal, like, man, this is the motherfucker I need to beat. Because... Uh, yeah. Do it. We we go back and forth in stretches of like, I beat his ass for a while. He beats my ass for a while. I beat his ass, and it goes back and forth. So there's always there's always an ex- expectation for myself to always beat him, and sometimes it doesn't. That sometimes that kind of hinders me a bit in terms of my performance because I'm like, oh, I need I need to beat him. I need to win. I need to win. Um. Oh my god, I got yeah, I got lost in what the question was, but <laughs> no, just 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 in terms of how you treated this match with Simp, did you treat it like homework or did you treat it like just another run of the mill, um, another another run of the mill set you've had? But you know, it's cool because I remember Red Bull Kumite. You were you, you know it was Nikali versus Simp, and you guys went down to like the final round. It was as close as it was. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna correct you on that one for the Red Bull Kumite. Oh, sorry. He beat me 3-0. He beat my ass. And, and Dalsum's worst fucking matchup, he beat my ass as I was playing Nikali. Uh, so I, I I can't lie and not give him props for that because that was really impressive. I didn't have the answer at the time. So yeah, he just, he just cooked me, cooked me, cooked me. But with Karen, do you feel like you've got the answer? You're starting to discover the answer? I feel like... It, it depends because I like at, at the Needham, I played Nikali against his Dalsim and I beat him pretty soundly. So it's in terms of my Nikali versus Dalsim, it's just how we're doing on the day, I think. Yeah. And for Karen, Karen wins the matchup too, but it's a little bit more, tiny little bit more work. Uh, so I think I can, I can do it with, with Karen. I just need to play better, do better. So educate me which character matchup are you isn't is the worst for karen and who in our scene plays that character 
Um, bad matchups for Karen. I'd say probably Chun Li. Um, so Cam's ace can is a bit of a worry for me when I play against him because Chun Li and Karen are kind of similar archetypes, where Karen will do more damage. Uh, Chun Li's just got better buttons in neutral, so I have trouble trying to establish my ground game when I'm constantly kept down by her better buttons. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's Cam's ace. Um, he also plays Manat, which is also another bad matchup for Karen because. Uh, again, I can't get in because she's so far away all the time. Um, and Abigail and Abigail and Geef, I struggle with personally. So players like Terrence Slayer, I haven't beaten him for. I haven't been. I haven't beaten him since he came to Nets. That's the only time I, I can remember beating him. Uh, every other time online, I've been cooked. Um, and Chopper, I worry about all the time as well when I played against him. Yeah, he plays those characters too. Did you play? So those are probably. Uh, no, sorry, man. No, no, you go. Yeah. No, 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 I, I didn't have anything oh, to say, you're right. Did you play much of the online Rambats while we were in lockdown? I did, um, and this is where my excuses come out. So I was on commentary a lot, and so I'm gonna, I'm just going to lie and say that was the reason why I didn't do as well as I should have done. Uh, but it's on, honestly, it's just because I'm bad. Like, I, I just played like shit. Uh, so I did play a few of those, and yeah. Okay. Uh, never won any of them, but I got top eight, top eight a few times. It was fun, though. It was fun. It was Better to have that than nothing at all, for sure. Yeah, man. So now I'll bring it to the CPT, um, or should I say the madness, the torture. Um, it it kind of did reflect Eva. You had so many matches that just couldn't get seen. And even the ones that mm-hmm. did, like, uh, there, were, there were some interesting uh, outcomes. Like, there was the IDOM incident as well, which I think he yep. he, he had to pull because he said the, the connection was too laggy. Did you watch much yep. of it? Um, I don't. I followed up on the drama afterwards. I didn't watch it personally because I think I was working at the time. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, like, so just to clarify, like, Idom didn't do anything wrong in terms of following the rules, uh, in terms of cheating or anything. He was totally in his right to do everything that he did. Uh, the only issue was that he's already qualified for Capcom Cup. And so this, the winner of this tournament was, to, I think, to qualify for Capcom Cup. So there was no reason for him to enter it, I guess, apart from fun. Yeah. And so what he's done by getting to Grand Finals and quitting is uh, he's, he's knocking out a lot of other top players along the way to get to the Grand Finals. A lot of players who could have really used this chance to get into Capcom Cup. Yeah. And so he's kind of skewed the results in that in that means in that regards but until this is but i don't blame him and i don't blame the players i especially don't blame metro who's got the laggy connection i just blame capcom for allowing these rules um not allowing the players to play on training stage not fixing their shit note code and not banning item from being in the tournament in the first place when he's already qualified yeah so yeah that, that's all on capcom and the and the people who make the rules for the online tournaments over there do you feel that once the player's qualified that should be it they shouldn't that there shouldn't even be a choice to oh you can play in this next tournament or not no no i i like i feel like if that's that would get a lot of people off capcom's back i personally feel like that that they of course should be able to play especially in offline tournaments uh but like, uh, yeah, because there was. Oh, Anakin. You've got me, you got me in kind of a pickle now, man. No, 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 because Anakin, um, 
I forgot when, but Anakin, the Tekken player, he had something yeah. similar where he qualified, I think, maybe for the World Tour or for some other like qualifier for the World Tour. But he wanted to keep playing, and so he gave up his position every time when he played another tournament. And, I mean, there were some people that were complaining that he's gatekeeping. Um, but then they should still be allowed to, to play if they want. But that's the price, is that they give up their place. I mean, should gatekeeping uh-huh. even... Yeah, I don't know. Where do you stand yeah, on that? He, yeah, I think, I think as long as... So the thing is, if you're going to enter the Tekken World Tour, like the finals day, or I don't, I don't know what the day is called when they all the top players who have qualified compete. Um, oh, last chance qualifier, Cup. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Same with Capcom Cup. If you are planning to enter that and planning to win, that means you should be able to you should be able to be prepared to play against everyone who's going to be uh, there if, you, if you're serious about winning, including the people who are going to be jumping into the tournament that you're trying to qualify um, to win to qualify for. So I think it's actually fine for qualified players to jump in. Yeah. Um, as long as they're not like literally, like as long as someone still gets in from that tournament, that's not them. As, someone's, as, long, as long as the spot is still filled, um, then yeah, that's, that's fine as yeah. far as I see it. So how did you feel the CPT actually ran? Um, Last year or just oh, online now? The online, sorry. Yeah, how do, you, how do you feel CPT online actually went? I know you Street Fighter players had an idea of how it was going to go, but I mean, now that it's kind of happened, what would you suggest for next time, if there is a next time? Oh. Um, geez, yeah, obviously, obviously, you know, we're, we're, we're always going to scream this into the void because um, we know... No one's listening. Fix the fix the net code so that your game actually runs online. Uh, but barring that, let the players check, pick training mode. I know why they don't want players to pick training mode. It's because it's got the little squares that can kind of help you measure your your footy spacing, and it's the bo- most boring stage to look at. So if you want people to spectate your game, you don't obviously want them to look at the most boring stage for every single game in the tournament. But if you want your tournament to have any kind of uh, validity to it. Let them pick training mode, please. Yeah. please, 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 please. Training stage. No, definitely. What it's like a stream three, four hours, and you had like very little, like only a small, small portion of all the matches. But it, it's you can't really cover that many matches in a in an online. Oh yeah, yeah. Of that scale, I mean. So like, I mean, they did what they could, but yeah, fix fix the online. But as you said, yeah. into the void it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to be heard again. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll take us into the yeah the touchy stuff now. The FGC yeah, codes of conduct where people just need to keep their hands to themselves in a nutshell. And we'll go over it in three ways. So obviously the first wave is um, like the Skullgirls, Mike Z, the creator, and then you had F Champ and Chris G, the, the BLM joke and the the black girls thing that he had from like three years ago. Um, yeah. The whole punishment doesn't fit the crime. Like Chris G and F champ, they both had completely different outcomes. Um, yeah. What are, what are your opinions on, on those cases? So um, people who say and do dog shit things need to be held accountable. 110%. 
we just need to have some we just need to make sure that um the punishment i guess is consistent uh, uh along everyone because it's that's been a lot of the uh sorry word a lot of people have been lashing out because they deem that the consequences have not been um to the right standard whether it's uh too you know the punishment's too high or too low and it's not consistent between players in terms of how much of a hiding they hiding they get. Uh, so, yes, yes, it's important to call these people out to show that it's not acceptable, even by high, high, you know, the higher level players and the icons of the community. Uh, but yeah, we just need to make sure that have some kind of system in line that make sure we address these things consistently. What I was thinking was you could have some kind of system or membership thing, not monetary, yeah. but say if someone was to enter our scene, for example, you know, they're supposed to sign some papers and say, hey, cool, you know, if you want to be a part of this, you know, this is our code of conduct that you agree to. Anything shy from breaking the law will we'll, uh, deal with in the organization's, you know, capable hands. But then once it crosses that line, then we will do what's necessary um, to protect our members and to ensure the safety of anyone who's coming here in the future. I mean, that seems a bit too extreme, but considering what's been happening just recently, um, it's nah, kind of becoming more of a, yeah, it kind of, there needs to be something there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would help with the consistency thing. Like everyone signs the same shit. Everyone understands what, and it's just clearly written, written out what we will and won't uh, tolerate. Yeah. So I, I feel like that's probably a, a, I mean, a it's good way to go knowledge. We know what's acceptable and what's not, but it's just a nice way of, it's like that back thought in the people's mind, like, hey, don't, you, you really don't want to go there because you know, because yeah, they, yeah. they know what's going to happen. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And it's, very, and it's very scary, like, when you look at the the sexual allegations, the sexual grooming cases where, like, in a way, people, some you know, like, someone would like you, you know that it's it's not right but they don't know that they're a victim so they just kind of it's like if you run a red light you're not gonna you know it's wrong but it's not like you're really gonna say anything because it's just it just it happens in the moment but yeah um, yeah but yeah. i guess that leads into the second wave which is the did you did you hear about that smash player Sunpai? yeah yeah I, totally. I, I won't i won't say anything more but 24 she and the kid yeah. was 14 back in 2016 and regardless of how much time has passed like that's still an offense yeah, that, yeah. that's still sexual assault um and obviously it's going to be people like like kids on twitter maybe like oh man i wish that was me i'm like that really it was like that no. really that really fucked me all fate when people were like dude yeah, yeah. you got that when you're 14 high five and it's like yeah. you have no idea it's, what yeah it's clearly damaged him like the experience has been nothing but a bad time for him like you, you shouldn't i wouldn't wish that upon anyone no um it's like 14 man that's those are your, like your formative years where you don't even know yourself properly and to have someone you know it doesn't matter if it's a woman you know or a man like to take advantage of you in that kind of state it's kind of messed up like no it's not kind of it's completely yeah. fucked up what what is fucked? So yeah. I, what is fucked yeah. up man is like people don't like with people who have an opinion like that they feel that men can't be victims of that kind of abuse and they can you know like yeah with that 100%. state of mind are you saying that men are exempt it's like fuck off it goes both ways yeah. Yeah. It, it, it totally totally works both ways and that's something that's gonna prevent 
men from that kind of mentality is something that's going to prevent a lot of men from coming out with their stories. Yeah. For shame of being like, oh, you know, I shouldn't be complaining about this. I had sex, or uh, uh, I'm not going to be masculine if I, you know, if I come out and say this shit. It's like, bro, it was, you know, you just got to accept. As shitty as it was, like, yeah, you were sexually abused, and you need, and like, we like, but we're here for you, and we can do something about yeah, it. You know, it's okay can, to speak out. You know, uh, like. Forget yeah, about sure. your forget about your fucking player profile, what you're known for in the community. It's like just fucking say something, bro. Like it's yeah, okay. Sure. Um and then the third wave, I guess, is what's transpired for us in like the past what five, six, seven hours, like more accusations have been coming out. And the biggest fucking one, which a lot of us were fucking taken aback by, is <sighs> Evo, Mr. Wizard. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, as of now, as of being here with you recording this interview, man, Sajam, James Chen, Tasty Steve, Spaghetti Rip, Maximilian Dude have all pulled out of their roles for Evo. MK11, them fighting herds have pulled out, as well as Capcom. Yep. And now, my question is it's kind of written on the walls now, bro, but do you feel like players are going to boycott Evo if there's more stories about Joey C? I feel like it, it, it's hard and it sucks because Evo means so much to so many different players and it's it's obviously a tragedy for for it all to fall down because this because he fucked up and he he you know that's obviously going to be a, a bummer for a, a lot of players um yeah but Shit, I I support everyone who's decided to pull out, um, and I think it's obvious. It's, I think for now, it's in Evo's best interest just to fucking drop the tournament, cancel it. Yeah. Um, it's maybe this all, is yeah, the, yeah. Especially games coming out, it just just disappear for a bit, like you know, get get out of there. Yeah. Um, I guess. Like, yeah, yeah. You, and maybe, maybe, maybe it can come back headed by other people or maybe a community effort, something like that, something that's going to bring the prestige of Evo back. But this is like, this is a mighty big stain. Yeah. Cause the FGC, like we're a pretty passionate crowd, but we're also loyal. And I don't, I honestly don't know if standing Mr. Wizard down will actually save the integrity of what Evo is and what it's achieved. It's, yeah, it, I, think- it, I don't like, honestly, like you're right. This is like a big thing. I don't know if, I don't know. Just don't yeah, Mister Wiz and Evo, like the names are like so closely tied together. You know, it's like Lapshi and Canada Cup. You know, you do, it's uh, for if one of those fuck up. You know, it's it's they're both going down. You know, so well, I guess we just got to look for Evo, Evo's out. You know, got to look for the for the new big thing. You know, yeah, I, 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 I haven't. It's so obviously so fresh. So. There's not a lot of time for us to put any thought about what's going to happen next, but yeah, yeah, it's, I think it'd definitely be in everyone's best interest for Evo just to not be this year. Yeah, like yeah, you're right. Right now, a lot of people are are hurting, or a lot of people are coming up with their stories and they're feeling hurt because they've they've held onto that baggage for so long. Yeah, and, and fucking good on them for coming out. Holy shit! Like, yes, yeah. like the story. Like just, prior, prior to recording with you, bro, the stories would like there was still so much more coming to the surface. 
Yeah, and that's there's probably and, a few more since yeah, we've been recording. That, like, yeah, definitely, right after. And that's the scary thing and what hurts me is is what else is there? Not what we don't know, but just literally what else is there that we haven't figured out, like that we haven't heard about yet. And and I'm really going to be honest, I I feel like our, our scene, um, like just out directly us, you know, we, we take pride in being a part of the the NZFGC, you know, we 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 take pride in looking through the bullshit, and so when you have people right on the other side of the world, and they're telling these stories about people from the community doing such inappropriate Fuck things, that. yeah, I know. Yeah. It's like you guys are like family, to, you know, for us, you know, like you guys are like family, yeah. and so I could never, I could never imagine anyone over here doing that let alone that existing elsewhere it's yeah yeah i think it's i think it's like you 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 can't say that anywhere is you know immune to that kind of thing um but i think we are at such such an advantage being in new zealand where our community is small so we like everyone knows each other, we keep we keep tabs on each other. We 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 we're all mates. We're all friends. And so, if one of us gets hurt, that shit doesn't fly. That shit doesn't stick around, you know. Um, so I think it's a, there's a lot more accountability in smaller communities like ours. So I feel like by that nature, we are a lot safer. Um, but it's yeah, I don't think any community, like I said, is immune to that kind of stuff. So we just need to be vigilant and make sure we're looking after our own. Yeah, and we need. And overall, I feel like people in the FGC, we 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 took comfort think, feeling that we were different from other communities that we could see through the bullshit, like I said. But with all the stuff coming to light, maybe we're not as as clear cut, you know. Like we, as you said, you know, we need to step back and actually and actually realize, like, no, there's we we're not as mature as we think. We there is stuff that that needs to be dealt with. Um, yeah. And the weird and, thing is, yeah. is that if lockdown wasn't happening, would this have really come to, you know what I mean? Like with all of this been apparent, like, yeah, like if it was just a normal, if it was by... a normal tournament season, cause people have less time at home thinking about things and yeah. So yeah, like obviously as tragic as COVID is, it's, it's been, I think a real, it's, 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 it's shone light on a really important, um, thing that's affecting our community and something that we need to address um so yeah i think i i, I, I yeah I don't, I don't think i don't think this would have happened yeah. in a non covid world yeah yeah i mean i, I don't want to end this on a on a on a on a <laughs> sad note but i mean like you know people just want to come together and play games and want to feel safe in an environment where they're amongst friends and family and so like you know just generally if there's anyone you got any fucking problems just say something you know to your mate to your neighbor to your anyone just just say something don't let it 100%. simmer in silence you know and if it's yeah. affecting you in the in the fighting community comes come see a to come see some like the senior staff you know when like obviously we're friends with everyone, but that doesn't mean we're gonna, you know, we're not we're not gonna favor anyone in terms of, especially when it comes to things like that. So we're not gonna think fucking, of you less. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. I mean, we just yeah, I think yeah, we just you know there are people that just want to play games. They just want to. 
they want to be the hero of their own story. You know, they're coming into the scene and they want to be Ryu. They want to be Goku. Yeah. They want to learn and be the best. And so just leave that inappropriate shit. Leave it. No, you don't want none of that shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. This, yeah. this is our sacred ground, you know? Fucking leave that shit out of there. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, I will put you through the final questions, man. See if we can just... Yeah, fucking let's do it, dude. Bit. Oh, yep. Oh, no. Hell yeah! That's my fucking face! That's your fucking face! Nick Beard Angle! Hell yeah! I completely forgot to change it. There we go. I'm all about it. Oh, there we go. It's me. Oh, man. Hello, handsome. Okay. All right, shoot, bro. What have you got for me? Uh, I'll answer. Okay. I've just got to cheer myself a bit. Whew. All right. What beer would you choose to drink? Red Ale, IPA... Or Holy shit. I can't oh wait, I can't hear you. Hello? Ah, hello? Hello? Hold on, let me check my let me check my system. No, no, sweet. Okay, that's all good. Hello? Um Sound. Hello. No, I can't hear you, dude. I can read the, if you want, we can we can freestyle it and I'll just read the questions you've got and just answer them out loud. Really? Oh wait, you can't even hear me. Um, so I see your I see your microphone going, but I'm not I'm not hearing anything from you. Oh wow, that's so crazy. Um, wait, really? <laughs> nope, I can't hear you. Really? Yeah, yeah, that's so weird. Oh man, should I should I jump out of the video call and jump back in? Yeah, give it a try. Give that. A- Okay, all right. Well, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do that. Oh, right. Hello, hello, hello. Okay, now yeah, that was weird. All right, sorry. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Oh Jesus! Okay, wonder what happened there. Yeah, could you hear me? Yeah, I could hear you. I could hear you just fine. Oh, I'm not okay, sure. Yo, I'm, not, I'm not sure what happened. Okay, no, that's cool. I wonder. Okay. Okay, can you still hear me? I can hear you. Let's go. Okay. What beer would you choose to drink? Red Ale, IPA, or Hefeweizen? Uh, I had a really good Spates Red Ale. It was a seasonal beer a couple of years ago, and it's rocked my world ever since, so I'm a Red Ale guy. Oh, okay. Red Ale. Okay. Which duo best describes your relationship with Arashi? Ryu and Ken, <laughs> Goku and Vegeta, Liu Kang and Kung Lao, Dante and Virgil, or Paul and Law? Holy shit! Um, fuck. Okay. I feel like Liu Kang and Kung Lao will suit us because we're we're both um we're basically brothers from the same kind of tribe, same kind of village. <laughs> so, and we we go out we go out to near around uh you know uh, AKA Auckland. And and do our best to defend our little realm here in Hamilton. So I think that suits us pretty well. So so who's the chosen one then? Who's the chosen one? <laughs> Shit! I low key think Dean's the chosen one because uh, with all the results I've gotten, but he's the actual man behind the scenes pulling stuff together, making sure Hambats works well, um, doing a lot of a lot of work at war. So I feel like he's actually the chosen one in terms of leading the Hamilton FTC to greater and better things. Oh, good answer, man. All right. What's one move you'd want to have property changes for both Kareen and Nikali? Oh, God. I think they're both really good. That's the only issue. I think 
I think for Karen, her jumpins are really weak. Um, it's really hard to jump against people because they can just um, knock you out of the air with like a, a light punch, a jab. So I think for I think uh, a better hurtbox hitbox for her for one of her jumpins, like mainly her cross up, and then for Nikali, um, shit, <laughs> fuck. Uh, I would love for. Okay, he's got a way. He's got a, this is like real Nikali specific, but he's got a weird thing that sometimes. And V trigger if you when you connect his medium stomp when you're finishing a combo, even though the frames are good, if your if the opponent has been pushed just a little bit too far out, the stomp will go they'll block the stomp, and then if you go into critical art like I do when I'm trying to confirm a combo, uh, you'll get killed for it. So that's something I'd like to yeah maybe just fix that little hitbox hitbox on on the Kali stomp, and then I'll be stoked. Okay. No. Yeah. Okay. Or or the Kali just give him give him a third move that makes him puke. <laughs> he's only got two moves that make him puke. He's got his V trigger and his V skill. I need a third move that's going to make him puke. Right, so okay. that's 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 the other option. No, sweet. Which KFC piece do you devour first, and why? Oh my god! You're really coming <laughs> with the sub questions now. You're kind of fucking me up here. Oh, <laughs> I, li- I like to I like to mix up. You know. Okay. Um. Shit. Okay. If I'm starving, then breasts, because I just need to fucking <laughs> fill my stomach up with food, right? Yeah. Um, but if I'm if I'm if I'm enjoying my meal and I'm taking my time, then wings. Then wings. <laughs> so yeah. I, don't, I don't know why. Just in my mind, the picture of like, oh, if I'm hungry, breasts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> don't know why that was funny. Oh, all right. Simp. Winner takes all at. Blank. Choose from the following. Skateboarding, snowmobiling, or skydiving. Okay, so you got to describe this to me. Is Simp challenging me at something, or so what you, is he doing? Yeah, yeah. So you're calling out, you're, you're calling Simp to take a challenge. Winner takes oh, okay. at, and then you choose. So it could be skateboarding, oh. it could be... Man, I was an Avril Levine Nickelback skater boy back in the day, so uh, skateboarding. I'll, t- I'll take some of some skateboarding. <laughs> skateboarding. Okay. Yeah. If 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 you can't do a kickflip, then I'm in the clear. <laughs> Punk or phenom? It's gonna fuck me up because they both play Karen, um, but only phenom plays Karen and Nikali. Yeah. So phenom has to be, has to be, has to be. Oh, I love them both though. Yeah. What's one song you listen to that grants you tranquility? Oh, I'm sorry. For, um, I'm sorry for making you think. No, 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 no. I I know the name of the song. Give me one second. I'm just gonna. No, all good. Um, and then and then. Oh, oh my god. Okay, okay. It's going to drive me mental. Just googling it now. If I can't find it. Okay, okay. I can't I can't find it. But the song is called Midnight and it's kinda of driving me mental because it's a it's a band. Uh and they're known for like being like just a pop, like cheesy pop band. Uh who's the who's the band that did and that was when I ruled the world. 
okay. No, I, I think I, I, oh God, I know. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I don't know the name of them, but I know the Yeah, song. yeah, yeah. It's Army Mento, but um, they have a song called Midnight, and uh, it's it's like a real chill, bass heavy song, and it's just like, oh, man, it, it puts me at peace. Okay, well, I get an idea, so that'll be, that'll be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry for the very uh, description lacking answer, yeah. No, no, it's all good. What's your process for recovering from a hangover? What's my process? It's very complicated. Um, I lay in bed uh, and pray for death. Uh, <laughs> and that's pretty much it. Like, uh, I suffer, I, when I get them, it's real bad. Uh, so... It sounds like you're succumbing to the hangover than recovering. Oh, and, oh, but okay. But if I'm if I'm, if I'm trying to if I'm trying to fix myself up, I uh, get the combo from from Macca's, which is the uh, two Big Macs, two cheeseburgers, two lots of fries, two drinks, and just nip, like just nibble on that as slowly as I can throughout the day, <laughs> and just cry and hopefully lose his day. So I've got someone to cry and have a moan to, and if not. <laughs> Then I'm just like, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Complete the sentence. Learn Nikali if you love. Not learning. Wow. If you, if you <laughs> learn learn Nikali if you yeah if you love not learning. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> that's off. Oh, okay, shit. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. So that's that's off here. Learn Nikali if you like winning. Without knowing why. That's better. That's probably better. <laughs> All right. Cool. And who is your waifu, Reno? Okay. So this is the part that's going to go on the podcast. Uh, Lizzie. Hey, it's Lizzie. Okay. But if we're talking <laughs> real shit right now, if we're talking real fucking shit right now. Yeah. Um, uh, hmm. I'm going to, uh, there, there, there's a lot to go through here, but in terms of keeping it straight to Street Fighter, I think Minat's like super cool, super cute character. So, so she's one of your hardest matchups. She's your waifu. Oh, it's it's yeah, it, it, it's a battle on multiple different levels, man. Emotional, <laughs> physical. It's it's yeah, it, it fucks me up in all kinds of ways, dude. So yeah, like a real relationship, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should yeah. Be saying that. It should be saying. Hi, Lizzie. That. No, no, no. <laughs> Manat. Okay, that's cool. No, I don't think we've had a Manat yeah. before. Cool. Hey, thanks again, Reno, for your time. Do you have any last minute words or shout outs to make? Um. Yeah, obviously, shout out to you for hosting me. I appreciate it. It's been it's been a blast. Um, obviously, right, HG. Um, uh, but also just, I I know there's a lot of whack shit in the world and the community right now. But um, especially in terms of fighting games, um, as as important as as it is to call out all the bad stuff, um, try and hold the stuff that means well to you close to your heart and. Remember those things too. Yeah. So yeah, and just not to go on top of what you said, but just people who sure. just choose not to acknowledge it, like don't ignore it, is what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It popped yeah. up on the, fu- it yeah, up on the fucking Twitter news. It's like you don't have to like what I'm saying. Like I'm not asking you to tweet about it, but just like just be aware of it. Don't be ignorant. Yeah, of it. yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure, hundred percent. Sweet man. Well, thank you, Reno. Thank no, you, all good. Thanks, bro. No, all good, and we'll catch you again another time.